Welcome to the podcast, Elitists Need Not Apply. Thank you very, very much for listening, and I really hope you enjoy this episode. Don't forget to send me a voice message on Anchor. Thank you. Um, you guys, just like I said, I'm going to go live. The thing I want to rant about and discuss tonight is this fucking lockdown. It's retarded. Like, it's not helping. It's it's not doing anything. It's not a good solution. It's It's actually setting us back. So, there's that. Um... <clears throat> Basically, no, we shouldn't reopen the economy full blast. Um, I recognize we've actually... <clears throat> sorry, Flemmy. I recognize there's a bunch of stuff that uh, we actually needed to improve on in order to stop the spread of just everyday stuff, let alone um, any of these weird pathogens that are being brought in globally from people that just travel all the time, right? Um, just because you get immunizations and, and all of this to be able to travel doesn't mean you're not carrying other stuff, doesn't mean you're not carrying what you were immunized with, etc., etc. So, it's likely a good thing that some of us got this uh, time to break a habit, recondition as it were, um, learn to respect other people's space, their bubble, uh, because you, it's, it's, it's still very, very rude to walk up to somebody and, and walk into their personal space and just stand there and cough or breathe or, or it's gross. So, um, the, the, the sanitary precautions that I've seen being taken by most places that I've been into, uh, have have been a little over the top, shall we say, with all the plexiglass and the plastic and all that garbage. But the fact that everything is being wiped down, it's it's a lot better. Like I, I actually don't even mind putting stuff down on the conveyor belt now. It's it's not so gross. So as we reopen, we should definitely keep our sanitary practices that we've put into place disinfecting stuff, wiping stuff down. We should keep that in play. Now, another thing is we do not want to put a vulnerable sector at risk. So, and and guys, that that's not even just old people, you know, like people above 70 or 60 or 80 or depending on what you read is, is um, the, what is most at risk? No, that's that's really not it. Um, the vulnerable sector actually includes people that are on chemotherapy. That includes people that are immunodeficient, uh, immunosuppressed, for whatever reason. Um, people with lupus, people that have Crohn's disease. Um, oh my God, I, the list can go on. Asthma, that's another one. Diabetes, Addison's disease, all of those. Um, and that's a very, very short list. Uh, that's, they're all part of the vulnerable sector, and it doesn't matter what their age is because their immune system is already compromised. So, why don't we think about our loved ones? Because personally, most of us 
not doctors, not medical professionals. I mean, we can make all the conspiracy theories that we want to. It doesn't make it fact. Anybody want to put your loved ones that are vulnerable at risk because, hey, you're sick of being cooped up? I don't. So we have to open up and be able to keep our loved ones, the vulnerable people at risk, safe. That's going to take a lot of planning, a lot of thought on, on people who have the right credentials. <clears throat> Part of that is is going to be respecting social distancing. Now, maybe six feet for the most part is, you know, maybe a, a little intense considering we can't walk beside each other in an aisle and maintain six feet distance. Um, but maybe we need to reevaluate even um, Ministry of Labor laws around sick leave. If you're sick, stay home. That way, you're not infecting people. Um, that's There's got to be a lot of work around that aspect for everybody else to be able to go back to normal, whatever that's going to be, um, we are going to have to put a bunch of precautions in place to make sure that our vulnerable sector is protected. Now, I don't think that opening up small businesses last is the right thing to do. I mean, there's not much of a point in opening the schools up at this point, but I mean... I don't think stuff like that, community places, it, it shouldn't be the last places to open. Everybody's missing out on a lot of stuff right now. And all it is is not having not having uh, ridiculous amounts of people packed into places. Occupancy loads might need to actually be reevaluated. Um, we're not going to be able to cram people into places. We're going to potentially, we're just going to have to have uh, cleaning crews, sanitizing crews go through, wipe stuff down, make sure that people cannot spread stuff. Um, again, if, if you're sick, don't spread that crap to others. Like you have no idea how other people are going to be able to cope with that. That's not fair to them. It's not fair to you to be locked up, but it's not fair to them to be at risk of dying either. So, we should reopen, but we should reopen keeping in mind that we need to protect people. So, <clears throat> how are we going to do that? We need uh, health and safety protocols to be revamped. It, it's not enough to pass through hundreds of people and, and clean once a day, twice a shift, whatever, or once a shift, sorry, twice a shift, that's not enough. Um, we're we're going to have to look at maintaining some of the sanitizing protocols we've put into place. Now, <clears throat> alcohol, no, not a, not a great solution, in my opinion. Uh, there's a lot of problems with that. Not everything kills the virus, but... <clears throat> There's a bunch of stuff. So, I mean, look into it. It's not that hard to keep your stuff clean and be able to operate. Now, by, by saying maybe we need smaller uh, capacities, 
occupancy loads, it doesn't mean that we have to make business not operable for people. I mean, you take a restaurant where, you know, maybe their their occupancy load is 100 or 150 people and the servers have to squeeze in between all the chairs. It does not. It, it, it doesn't, Derek. It doesn't even kill... It, it doesn't. It doesn't kill C. diff. It does not kill all viruses. It, it masks and, and bleaches. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, but it is good. Bleach is good, just not perfect. And it's harmful. Whew. Anyways. <clears throat> That's the thing. So, whatever you use to clean, make sure it is going to disinfect properly. I mean, okay, we can use bar soap. Yay, I cleaned everything, but I used bar soap. It, it kills bugs dead. Yes, yes, it does. It kills them, but not all viruses, not all pathogens. It doesn't. It doesn't kill mold. It doesn't kill spores. There's certain viruses it also does not kill. Bleach is not the perfect solution, is all I'm saying. I actually don't know if it works on um, this this COVID virus. I don't know. I wouldn't trust it to. Uh, zestfully clean. Exactly. Exactly. So you use the bar soap and you're like, everything is zestfully clean. Maha. No, it's not. So you have to actually know how to properly disinfect, sanitize, however you need to do that to be able to operate properly <clears throat> in order to be able to operate properly and keep everybody safely. Mm -hmm. No, not everybody should need to wear masks all, all the time or, or gloves. Actually, most people don't know how to use those properly, so it's really not beneficial. It's kind of a waste. Um, so how are we going to reopen business? How are we going to go back to normal hours, go back to more of a capacity that helps keep um, businesses able to pay operating expenses? Um, but while keeping the curve flattened, boiling water, yes, that is, that is actually really good. Slightly hard to clean with. Uh, but boiling water, yes, that does actually kill the virus. Sunlight detergent the actual brand name sunlight detergent also kills the virus it just dries out it cracks open its little lipid shell and <clears throat> it does wonders on it plus it attracts most of the um greases because grease bonds to grease therefore it, atta it attracts most of the pathogens and whatever that is um in your Oil, your hand oils when, when you touch something. Um, <clears throat> uh, the sunlight detergent will actually help attract all of the oils, the dirts, everything that comes um, off of your hands, the, the commonly touched surfaces, will actually help take all of that right off by bonding to the oils. It's great for that. Plus, because it is actually citrus based, it also does pierce the shell of the virus. It's great. It smells awesome. It leaves really bad soap scum. If you don't 
rinse it properly. Um, anyways, <clears throat> no, there's a million different ways we can go about this. What is, what are, sorry, some of the best ways we can go about reopening the business. Um, while I, I can't read all of that when it comes up, it comes up in one tiny little line, Derek. Can, can you, can you comment on the video? That'd be great. <laughs> um, but we, we need to find the best practices to be able to open up safely because it's, it's not okay that everybody that's being laid off is, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's just, no, everybody being laid off, everybody whose hours are being cut. I mean, they're being screwed over right now because no guidelines were clear for applying for any of these programs and going back to work might actually be more detrimental than staying on the programs because of the wage subsidy and it's it's very unclear right now as are the guidelines for the CERB they're like so nobody's even going to want to go back to work there is a huge problem with even just reopening everything from a motivation standpoint because hey i'm getting paid two two thousand bucks to sit at home well yeah but that's gonna dry up and you're gonna have to pay a lot of that back and you're gonna have to pay taxes on that back do you like it's not gonna work out very well for you at income tax next year or the year after that or the year after that or or the you know so how do we get together and figured this out because obviously the government is not figuring this out they suck basically as far as i can tell most of them suck <laughs> yeah we have our premieres some of them are opening up the provinces it's really slow and and we're not gonna get any healthier by just staying safe and staying home and being in all of this together like no it, it it's not healthy it's not good for the mental health we need to be out we need to be working we need to be able to maintain our hobbies without being treated like we're a disease because we want to go pick stuff up at the store because it's essential to our mental health to maintain a hobby no i i don't want to have to place an order online for something that i cannot see cannot touch cannot pick out of the stack days before i can go pick it up no i don't want to place a grocery order and have to wait two weeks for it like this is not okay i don't know i know a lot of people are having a very very difficult time and there's no help i mean you can't even go do anything there's no help for parents right now there is m most medical procedures as it were like my, my foot care nurse people's dentists um chiropractors <clears throat> basically family doctors none of them are seeing people right now and and how is that going to play out for health it's not good so how do we reopen stuff intelligently okay playgrounds that's one where i don't know like are we gonna have a cleaning crew in between each kid only five children allowed on the structure. Once you're all off after five minutes, we have to disinfect it for ten. And then five more children allowed on for five minutes. I don't know. That's not going to work. So, 
I, I don't know how that's it. We're, we're probably just use at your own risk eventually, but um, that kind of stuff, it, it needs to reopen. And okay, yes, some people are going to get it. Um, it would be called the herd immunity we should have been striving for back January, February. Um, but hey, we're here now. The here and now, let's not focus on the dumbasses leading us to the situation in the past. <laughs> so, how do we fix this? We bleach the children. Okay. Um, well, you know, maybe if Trump were to say it, it would be okay to do it. <laughs> don't bleach your children there is apparently an article <clears throat> I cannot tell you from where because I see so many things and I don't care anymore where they come from unless I specifically share it um, <clears throat> kids have apparently not given uh, transmitted coronavirus to adults mm -hmm. so don't bleach your children they're not even transmitting the virus. If you're going to bleach anybody, bleach yourselves. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> oh, God. And if you do, don't sue me for the idea. It wasn't my idea. <laughs> Anyways. Um, <clears throat> I need help. But professional help like that is not available you see this is the problem no i'm kidding my professional help is still available like that <laughs> um <clears throat> dude teenagers eat tide pods not kids there's a difference in age it's, it's not the same. <laughs> um how do we reopen how do we give incentive to workers to go back? How do we make our workers feel safe? How, but, but I mean, without making them feel like they're in a prison, because nobody wants to work in a prison either, if, unless you're a prison guard. Different story. Um, how do we make people feel safe going back out again? How do we make people want to partake in activities again? That's we have to come up with that, I think, because our governments are not going to. Our premiers, I feel, the ones that are actually moving, and kudos to them for doing that, are following the example of other countries. Cool? Alright. But those countries, like, they're not very comparable. So, we can sit back. We can enjoy our CERB payments. EI wage subsidy or we can fix it ourselves in a manner of speaking and we can set our own precedents because right now we're setting a pretty shitty one we're like yeah we're sheeples we don't care do what you will with us we're just gonna pay and keep paying because i guess we're scared that's what we're saying we have to stop saying that we have to stop saying oh, okay we're complacent we will do whatever you tell us to do it's not okay we have to stand up <clears throat> we have to reopen shit mm -hmm. but we have to do it 
intelligently. And I think we are the ones who have to do it. Business owners, small business owners, workers, managers, supervisors, people who are, in, you know, you have a vested interest in your, your position in, in your, your company. We need to get together. We need to put together real health and safety policies, have them reviewed by, by people who actually write them, have them reviewed by medical professionals, see if that works. And you know what? Start implementing them. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Well, we're being safe. We're technically actually still abiding by the law. What are you going to do? Majority Canadians do it, except Quebec. You guys do that, you might get in trouble. It's totally different there. But the rest of us, we actually have to get together. And we got to do the same thing. We have to set precedence. Precedent, sorry. Where average people who are able to work, not the vulnerable sector, we're trying to protect them. But those of us who are not the vulnerable sector, those of us who can work, can go back to work, can open up shop again, should do that within the letter of the law with bolstered health and safety plans. But we got to do it. So how are we going to do that? Who's going to get together? Where? When? And and how are we going to write these policies? How are we going to share them with smaller companies that have less resources to be able to implement right implement their own and how are we going to ask our provincial governments for the ability to be able to enforce the health and safety policies that we implement in order to be able to uphold the law you know to be able to keep people safe how are we going to be able to even enforce this, right? Because we don't like people might look at us and be like, oh, "That's not Ontario says. That's not what Canada says." Yeah, but that's what I say, and it's above and beyond what Ontario and Canada says, which allows me to operate. Therefore, how do I enforce this? You do this, or I fire you, and it better be legal. So, not fire. You know what I mean? Like there. But the, at the end of the day, you're you're dealing with people's lives. If if you're going to be stupid and and you're going to put people's lives in jeopardy, you're going to put people's businesses at risk. People's like everything that they they've built up with their ministries of labor, with the the safety boards, insurance boards, like everything. Like if you, if you're going to shit all over their efforts to reopen up the economy, to get you to work again, to pay your salary, then fuck off. And we'll find somebody to replace you. Thank you very much. Otherwise, these are the policies. Let's work on them together going forward. Okay? Okay. So, everybody in Canada, your responsibility is literally to help your boss and and bosses. Your responsibility is to put the shit together and work on it. Put together a health and safety plan that will reopen us. How are you going to manage going forward? How are you going to manage in the event of a crisis ever again? What are your plans? How are you going to go through with them? Financially, how are you going to be able to sustain that? 
do you need help? Where are you planning to find the help? Like, we need solid plans. Everybody needs a solid plan. We reopen. We stick by our solid plan. We carry on. Yes, we'll be able to to loosen some of the restrictions. We'll be able to change some of the plans as we go and, and find that, okay, some measures are not as necessary as we originally thought, but right now, dude, take the measures, write your health and safety policies, give them to all of your employees, subcontractors, contractors, anybody, your, your, your temps, everybody, just give them a copy. This is it. Are you in? This is our new schedule. This is our, our new framework. And and let's do it. All right. I am going to go to bed. I leave you with all of this. My rant wasn't really, you know, it was kind of a rant event. Anyways, I feel better. So thank you. Anyways, good night, you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Elitists Need Not Apply.